Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, we are your hosts Liva and Carlotta. And this episode of TLU Current Events Podcast is all about people who speak multiple languages or as we call them multilinguals. Now there are quite a quite a lot of multilinguals in the world and there are quite a bit in Tallinn University. And it is uh, no secret that um, speaking, the ability to speak multiple languages does affect uh, the way we perceive things. It affects our studies. It uh, affects our daily life. And so we are here to have a discussion about this um, and uh, we are here to talk about it. So we have gathered two lovely guests, two girls that are fellow Tallinn University students. And there are also girls from my program. We're all studying liberal arts and humanities. And it's a program that is entirely in English. So naturally, there's quite a bit of international students there. And uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So you can you can say your name, where you're from. And let's start with Isadora. Well, uh, thank you for having me in your podcast. Um, my name is Isadora and I'm from Brazil. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for having me too. I'm Ramona. I'm from Germany. So let's start with what are your mother tongues and what other languages do you speak? Um, so uh, my mother tongue is uh, Brazilian Portuguese and I, was, I also speak English, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I would also say that I speak French and I have a few other knowledges uh, a little bit of knowledge here and there in other languages, but those are the three that I would say that I can speak. My mother tongue is German, and um, I also speak English. And I was an exchange student in Finland when I was 15 and 16, so I also speak Finnish. And I also speak French. I learned it in school, and I also was there in like a couple of small exchanges. and. Like there are also other languages that I speak like a bit. I speak a bit of Korean, I speak a bit of Estonian, and I also speak a bit of Russian, but only very, very <laughs> small amounts. Yeah. And what are the languages that you're currently learning? Um, currently, I'm learning Estonian and uh, I'm still stu uh, studying French. Um, I would say, like, at the moment, I'm only studying Estonian because we have it, like, in class. And I also have a Korean class, so I'm also studying it at the moment. And if I still was in, like, Tallinn, I live with a Russian lady there, so I'm trying to also, like, improve my very rudimentary Russian skills. But since I'm now in Germany with my family, I'm, I have, like, stopped doing that at the moment, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also am uh, learning Estonian, and we do we do have a, we have online classes, but of course it's a bit different because while we are in Estonia and actively going outside and meeting all these different people and going grocery shopping and stuff like that, you see a lot more of that language, and of course that helps 
with any language to be in that kind of environment. Yeah, for sure. So for you guys, was speaking multiple languages a, a choice you, you made or was it something that, that came naturally when you were growing up? Uh, well, for me, uh, for English, I would say it was very natural because even though I had uh, English classes uh, at school, uh, the, um, the biggest uh, knowledge that I acquired was through uh, watching movies and listening to music and uh, playing video games. So it was really natural when I realized uh, I saw that I had this uh, this huge amount of knowledge and then I just put everything together and I started uh, using it more. But for French, uh, I it was something that I decided to do. One day I, I, I thought about it and I realized, well, I like the language, so I'm going to start learning it. For me, like it's a bit, yeah. I I grew up uh, bilingual, but only until a certain time because I lived in Korea when I was a small child, and I was able to speak Korean. And I, and I also spoke with my sister together, and I was in kindergarten there. But um, we moved back when I was like around four or five years old, and then I forgot it. And so like that was like a conscious decision much later to learn Korean again, but like it didn't come all back in once or yeah, I don't know. So um, other than that, I learned German and um, in school we had English from like, I don't know, like uh, third grade or something, but I was really bad at it until my exchange here where I was like forced to speak English. So um and also French I had in school and then in exchanges. So I wouldn't say, I would say I was forced in school, but then afterwards, like pursuing something with languages related um, in university and stuff, I would say it's like a con conscious decision. And yeah, I really like languages. So, but like in the beginning in school, I was forced to do it, I would say. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you have uh, lived there for a bit and and then switched those places and that also i think really affects um it, it makes makes people more open to learning more languages if if you have lived in different places so um where and isadora you as well uh, have lived in multiple places where have you lived before uh, before moving to Estonia, I lived for a year in Portugal. Well, so uh, even though we speak the same languages, uh, I would say it's, it's still pretty different. And um, there was um, in Portugal was when I uh, really started using English because uh, I met my boyfriend there and uh, I didn't know French at the time. And uh, so we and he is French. And so we had to uh, speak in English to each other. Mm. And and are you are you learning French so you can communicate in French with them? Part part of it is because of that, yes. But also because uh, I always uh, liked the language even uh, before I met him. But uh, he he certainly helped uh, me uh, go forward and uh, really uh, make the decision of uh, starting starting to learn it. Um, so like I lived in Korea for a couple of years and then, um, 
in my ex then in Germany and then in my exchange here was in Finland for like 11 months and after I finished school in Germany I did an internship in Brussels for four months so I was actually hoping to improve my um, French there but <laughs> I don't know like my whole work was in English and my co-workers were German and like my people that I lived with my flatmates they were like internationals and they didn't know any French they were like from Spain and Italy mostly so I spoke a lot of English and a little bit of German and almost no French at all <laughs> it was a bit sad I only spoke it like in the supermarket <laughs> yeah and then um, afterwards I also did a language course for three months in Korea and yeah and then I moved to Estonia obviously so that's really interesting that how these places we live um, influence our language and uh, of course they do because because we are in the environment but maybe we can talk now about this um, code switching topic that we have in 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 this uh, that we have thought that we should discuss also so uh, code switching uh, is basically jumping from one language to another and i would like to ask you isadora first um have you noticed any specific times when you when you code switch and when when do you actually do it like have you noticed uh, when does it usually happen yeah of course uh, it happens to me all the time it happens when um, when I simply forget a word in a language that um that I want to use, and then I have to to switch and to try and see if the if the person can understand from uh, the word from another language. And uh, it also happens when um, when I just don't have a specific word in the language that I'm uh, that I'm speaking, and I know that in this other language that I know I have a very good word for the situation. So I tend to try and use that or try to make a translation of some sort. Yeah, for me, it's the same if I forget like the word. Um, but like usually if I know that the other person doesn't speak the other language, I'm trying to explain it somehow. But um, for example, I've also noticed that I code switch a lot if I like, for example, read something or watched a movie or spoke with somebody in one language and then I, it's somehow strange to translate like a direct quote into another language so it, I tend to say it in the original way and also um, I think I tend to code switch a lot more like with my friends and um, my sister like more than if I speak to like older people because I think with the internet we're like if I speak with my German friends I use a lot of English too so because we also have a lot of English like in our daily lives. So I think, I don't know, we just use a lot of English expressions. I think the German language uh, uses a lot of like neologisms in the language that come from English. And also I, I like notice my brothers doing that as well. It's really funny sometimes, but also like a bit wrong. So yeah, I think it's probably not so good because I do it a lot. <laughs> a bit more than necessary maybe <laughs> it's just laziness <laughs> yeah I, i've noticed it as a common thing 
among young people and i've i've noticed i'm latvian so i've noticed it among my peers and i've noticed it in estonians that uh, we mix in a lot of english words yeah and that's really really common that's just you don't really want to search for that word in 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 the dominant language that you're speaking because you know that the other person understands it anyways yeah exactly (laughs) so I think that that's how it happens and it's just easier and then I've had instances where I I need to talk to my grandparents and they ask a question and I'm trying to express myself but it's so hard to actually look for those translations and 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 not just just code switch so (laughs) yeah yeah it's true yeah, it has to do with the fact that English is everywhere. We use it every day. We watch videos, movies in in English, and the, basically most of the internet we use perhaps is also in English. And I've also noticed that uh, among my peers in Estonia that that yeah, we do use a lot of these English words in our everyday speech, especially yeah, young people. Yes, but doesn't it make it hard to study, to learn multiple languages at once? Because then isn't it so that like all of these these different words and, and grammar and everything just gets mixed up? And for me, I've noticed personally that if I try to speak and learn a foreign language, when I'm actually trying to speak, all these other things and bits and pieces I know in different languages just come up suddenly when you are looking for the words. Have you have you noticed something like that? Yeah, I think uh, that can happen as well. For example, with languages that are a bit similar. For example, um, I'm learning French, but if I decide to start learning uh, Italian, for example, and I already know Portuguese, and those are all uh, Latin and uh, Latin Roman languages that look alike, but not really. But uh, I noticed um, last time I was in Italy and I tried speaking a little bit of Italian that I was that every single time I tried uh, forming a sentence that I would take something from French and not realize it. And I think Ramona must be similar if you speak Finnish and and you're now learning Estonian. Yeah, it's difficult. Like it's, I think the benefits outweigh like the disadvantages a lot. In because I noticed that um, most of the students in the Estonian class have lots of difficulties with like the structure of the Estonian language, and I, like, remember I had the exact same difficulties when I was learning Finnish, but now since I know Finnish, I kind of know the structure or like most of the structure already like kinda so also many words come from Finnish or from German so (laughs) it's really practical but at the same time I also tend to speak Finnish without realizing it like maybe you notice it in the last Estonian classes (laughs) when I was answering something and I was like speaking Finnish without realizing it. And then she corrected me and she was like, oh, that was Finnish. I was like, oh yeah, right, true. And then I did the same thing over again in the next sentence. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's just, you have to concentrate really hard. And I think it's difficult now since I'm not surrounded by Estonian anymore 
that like the Finnish that I know a lot better than Estonian that it just comes back. And but I think it's not only with um, similar languages, but it can always happen if you learn two languages at the same time. Because like once it happened to me, it was really stupid. So like when I was in Finland, <laughs> I was also learning French. Like I was taking French classes and I was in the beginning of my exchange year a lot better in French than in Finnish. Um, so I was in the like best class there. And then when I started learning Finnish better and speaking Finnish in the everyday life, then it would be like that. So like I was in French class and the teacher spoke English to me. So he asked me in English to tell him a sentence in French. And I did that, but then it came out in Finnish. And it, I don't know, I didn't even realize it until I said it. And it was like so strange for me. And the teacher looked at me like I was really stupid. <laughs> it was so strange. Like I just can't control it. It's just like I, I don't realize in which language I'm speaking. <laughs> yeah, really, but I yeah. think but I think at the same time it can also help because if you know many languages, at least for me, I try to uh, make these connections that most of the time don't exist. It's just in my head, but still it's something that, for example, um, the verb uh, to help in Estonian, it, it's something like aidata, something like that. And uh, in French is aide, and it, it's written like it's very similar. So I, I make this connection to remember, even though I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It helps a lot sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think the benefits out, outweigh the disadvantages like very much if you speak many languages. But sometimes it can be difficult to learn them at the same time because then you get confused. <laughs> or maybe just I do. <laughs> No, it's it's pretty confusing, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I also have a kind of like a weirder example of this. Um, I used to learn Russian in uh, during my middle school and uh, in high school. And uh, then in university, I started to learn uh, Spanish. And then I got those two mixed up. Although they don't seem very similar, but I got them mixed up. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. I remember when I came back from Finland and we had like a 10-day exchange to Montpellier in France. And we had like exchange partners and I was living like with this French girl. She was really nice, but I just wasn't able to speak French anymore. I could write really well. I was good at writing at that point. But every time I, say, I tried to speak, I was speaking Finnish and just couldn't stop it. It was really bad. I had to use Google Translate to tell her the simple sentence. I'm sorry, I'm speaking Finnish because I'm confused. I couldn't say <laughs> French. <laughs> yeah. But Ramona, you, talked, you, you said uh, that there are more uh, advantages than disadvantages. What are the advantages generally of speaking multiple languages? I would say, like you, like the biggest one is probably that you get like a much broader world view, and like also you get to know so many different people if you actually use it. And like, I think. It's actually a bit like if you speak different languages that you kind of have like a different mind setting, you know? So I think it it's just you get a lot more open and 
you can like interpret things in different ways. I, I really like that. And of course, like you can travel to many different countries and not be confused because you know the language, which is nice. But <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest one with the worldview and like the connection to people. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that, that uh, when you know a bit of a, a language from a place that you that you're also taking a bit of the culture so you you can see uh, that place uh, differently. And uh, I just find it so amazing to be able to travel and be understood and be able to speak with the with the people there in their uh, native language. So I think um, knowing a bunch of languages is, re is really good for that. And also it can help you a lot in your in your professional life. Like you get many opportunities to just work for companies and to move abroad. I think it has many, many advantages. What also kind of, I think, excites me and not only me is that is the reaction of native speakers <laughs> when you're trying to speak their language. Yeah. It's so um, like warming, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, it is. But I think it depends a bit on the culture. Like some, some just are like, oh, okay, they speak the language nice. And some mm -hmm. are like so amazed, you know, <laughs> like every time I speak Finnish, it's just, it's just so nice because they're always so genuinely happy that somebody can say more than three words, you know? And they're like, oh, your Finnish is so good. Even though I have said like two sentences and that's it, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's just really nice. Even though like, I know that if it was like another language in another culture, the people wouldn't react the same way, even if I had like the same language level. It's just, I think with Finnish, it's the thing that everybody says, it's like so super difficult. And there are not that many foreigners learning it. So when a Finnish person hears somebody speaking it, they're just so happy. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that if you, if someone goes to Brazil and they try to speak a little bit of Portuguese, we're also going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> because it's a language that, at least I would consider that not many people are very interested in learning. So when you see someone uh, making the effort, we feel like it's the most amazing thing in the entire planet. Yeah, and then in German, I would say in German, there are many people who are foreigners. So if somebody speaks with an accent, I'm just like, okay, nice, they speak German, but like, that's it. So what would you say about Estonians? To how to how do they react uh, to you when you speak Estonian, or have you spoken Estonian with an Estonian before? I've tried very little. I'm still in um, in a level that I'm still not very confident to try and speak. So even when someone asks me if I understand a little bit, I still tend to say that I don't, even though I do know a little bit. But uh, I think I've already said like very basic things like asking, you know, for two two pieces of uh, of fish in the market, like something really basic. And and I think in in that situation, I I didn't have a very big reaction. It was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're trying. <laughs> Maybe you just sounded like a local. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit difficult to actually speak Estonian, like like have a real longer conversation because 
I don't know, we're like in this university setting and I do know Estonian people, but I speak English with them. <laughs> so it's a bit of a problem. I think it, it, it would be, um, if it was like this kind of setting, like for example, in an exchange year where you live with a family who actually speaks the language, then you would be like kind of forced to speak the language. But now it's, yeah, we're probably just too lazy to go out of our way to actually go somewhere to speak the language because everybody also speaks English. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, what I have noticed also is that we Estonians prefer to use English because um, we want to make communication as easy as possible for for the other uh, other speakers. So we don't usually consider that the other person might want to practice their Estonian. So, so we just want to make the communication as easy as possible. Yeah, I noticed that when I was um, in my exchange. Sorry, I'm speaking about Finland all the time, but like, it's a good analogy because I, when I was in Finland, I spoke English for the first half of the year, and then I was like, okay, now I'm only gonna speak Finnish, nothing else. And then uh, in my school, they were all so used to speaking English to me that they were just continuing speaking English, even though I had told them like ten times, I want to speak Finnish. So I had to remind them again and again. It was really, really annoying. <laughs> but at some point they got it and then they only spoke Finnish to me and then I improved because that's the only way that you improve. But of course I get that like you want to be like nice and make it easy for us. But yeah, that the, I think if somebody actually starts speaking Estonian to somebody else and they should answer in Estonian. So I mean, if, if they at some point don't understand anymore, then they can switch to English, right? So yeah. I think that would be the best way. Yeah, I think there are different kinds of speakers. There are uh, those who learn a language and are a bit self-conscious. And I'm I'm one of them. I'm like, you know, I'm not as confident in this language. Better not speak. And then there are those <laughs> who learn vocabulary and like, gotta use this ASAP. Gotta enhance those <laughs> skills. And, and uh, yeah, I think it really differs among people. Some uh, want to use it right away, what they know. And some are like, you know, I don't know it that well to be speaking. And I'm always scared of the response. Like I can, I can, I can think in my head how to order a coffee, but then I'm scared I was going to ask something back. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think, I think it's the minority of the people who go out and do it because I'm also really scared but you just have to go get over it you know and then just do it because the i mean what are they gonna do are they gonna scream at you oh my god your estonian is so bad nobody's gonna say that so. <laughs> yeah. yeah quite the contrary actually usually when you try to speak the language the response is uh, most of the time is positive so i'm also super scared to to speak the language i i tend to wait until uh no i have to wait until i'm at this level so i can start speaking because then i will uh I will not say make mistakes and I would not say uh, gibberish but uh, even if you just say something really basic the, the the response tend to be positive so you just have to you just have to use it you, you just have to try and put yourself out there yeah then there's the question of if if you don't actively speak to the people who speak the language as their mother tongue, then how are you going to reach that higher level that you think you should have uh, when speaking to them? Exactly. 
I mean, we in our Estonian class, we were always doing those kind of exercises where we like imitate a natural situation and then we say those sentences over and over again, like 50 times. But that's not the way you learn, you know? When I'm in the shop, I still don't know how to ask for like the purple jacket, you know? <laughs> it's just it's just not the way you learn. You learn through actually speaking. Yeah. That's that's why it's uh, always uh, helpful to be in that uh, environment where the language is spoken when, when you're learning it. So... Um... Uh, when you speak different languages, uh, have you noticed uh, something uh, changing when when you uh, switch from language to language, like uh, like perhaps like change of pitch or tone or volume or the manner you're speaking? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I notice that uh, when I'm uh, when I'm speaking English, I speak in a in a much higher pitch for some reason but then when i go back to my uh, mother tongue who's portuguese i notice that my my tone goes a lot lower and uh, and also in french i speak uh, in a lower uh, pitch for some for some reason <laughs> i think i speak in a lower pitch when i'm speaking finnish but it might just be because like you know the finnish it sounds like very monotonous you know like they, they just go down with the voice in the end of the sentence and they don't do a lot of voice melody. So maybe it's because of that, but I don't know. I think maybe, uh, I think I definitely speak faster in German and louder, but that's about it, I think. <laughs> but it's, it's true about the Finnish because I've noticed it too with uh, my Finnish friends where communicating in English and then they suddenly, they... They talk to a friend and they answer a call and they're speaking Finnish like, whoa, what happens yeah. to your voice? It's much, much deeper. <laughs> it's definitely true, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's like some languages are also more like expressive, so they're naturally louder. So, yeah. And if it if it happens like that, the switching from one language to another, it's, it sometimes seems like a drastic change. <laughs> yeah, in personality, you're just like, oh, I didn't yeah. know that was you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking actually maybe we can try a ex small experiment right now that each of us uh, says uh, one uh, sentence in two languages so I can start I can say uh, in English I like strawberries and then when I could go to Estonian do, do you notice there's something different like in my tone or in my speed um, when I say in Estonian Mulle maitsevat maasikkat. So I like strawberries at the same sentence. It's definitely, I think it's definitely lower. I would say you go like more up and down with the voice, like all mm. Estonians do, like that, 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 you know. A bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I can say, I really enjoy drinking coffee in the morning. That's a sentence in English. That's in Latvian. So I'd say that it was definitely faster. Yeah. Can, like We're just meshing all the words together and we, I don't know, we, in Latvian, we just like to do that. 
okay so um let's uh, let's say um i like uh, swimming in the sea that's how i would say it in english and uh, in portuguese it would be something like eu gosto de nadar no mar you're also faster i would say yeah probably <laughs> it sounds really really beautiful but i'm biased cuz <laughs> i really like portuguese <laughs> and something that is funny to me when I lived in Portugal is that um, the Portuguese would always uh, used to tell me that uh, the Brazilians uh, speak uh, singing for some reason and I never quite understood that but I think uh, we do we also do a bit like Estonian when we go up and down and uh, to them that just sounds like uh, we're singing while we speak <laughs> Isadora have you how many times have you been asked, oh, do you speak Brazilian? Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens all the time. Uh, like, uh, even in, uh, I remember, uh, even in uh, university, the teacher was um, was going to say something about, oh, uh, because uh, you speak uh, Portuguese, and she, she uh, got confused and say, oh, because you, you speak Brazilian, and I'm like, well... <laughs> <laughs> you're like too many times i've heard this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happens all and even in portugal they they don't say we speak uh we speak portuguese they say we speak brazilian <laughs> so i have to tell them that doesn't exist that brazilian's not a language <laughs> <laughs> was is it was it hard for you to understand them um the the portuguese living in portugal in the beginning, it was really hard because they speak so fast. But I would say that after living there for a while, it is it was easier for me to understand them than for them to understand me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Ramona, do you have the, your example? Yeah, of... no, I, I've, I've been thinking all <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I couldn't come time. up with anything. Um, I have one. I could say I like drawing pictures. So if I say it in German, it's uh, ich mag es zu zeichnen. Or like, ich mag es Bilder zu zeichnen, I guess. <laughs> I, think you, I think you speak lower. Do I? <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're speaking German. Like um, in volume, not in, uh, in, 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 in pitch. So more quiet. Yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. I think I I'm both more quiet and <laughs> I scream more, but I think it's maybe because of my little brothers. So <laughs> that might be the reason. <laughs> yeah, well, you all probably heard some stereotypes about your languages. Like you said, the Brazilians are like singing, and there are a lot of stereotypes about German language out there, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and just like yeah. Isadora is the prime example. She, says that. <laughs> she always says like, oh, German, it's not a beautiful language. It's always sounds so harsh and like, <laughs> like, like you're, I don't know, like you're saying bad things or I don't, I don't even know. So like, yeah, but I would say it depends on the person and also a bit on the background, like how you perceive the language, because I know a couple of people who like the sound of German, even though they don't speak it. Even Italians, you know, Isadora, Italian people. <laughs> I, I think it's just because uh, I come from a place where I, I never hear German. And when I came here and I and I started hearing people, just it's just so different to me. 
that it sounds so so different from everything that I've ever heard before that I don't know it just to me it sounds a bit uh, aggressive but I'm not the only one I've heard that one yeah before. I know I know <laughs> I know and I, I I think I never got why people thought that but then like I don't know I think it was during my exchange at some point I was I hadn't spoken German like for a couple of days or maybe a week or something and then I heard it and then I was like like objectively listening to it I was like oh there's a lot of like shh and sounds and I was like oh that's interesting but I still don't think it sounds aggressive I think okay maybe that's also stereotype but I think Germans think uh, that Russian sounds aggressive Mm. I don't know I like Russian but I don't know maybe some kind of stereotype here also (laughs) yeah I think also like uh, there's the stereotype like French the language of like mm. love and beauty and Italian too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so many stereotypes. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's about how they sound. I think it's it's more, it's also about the accent, the way people speak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I scream in German, then I sound angry, <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. Scream. If I scream, I sound angry. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe scared or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, and what's with Estonian? Like, Carlotta, have you heard people say, oh, Estonian sounds like this? Uh, well, what I've heard is that uh, basically about the musical uh, sound or the same, that Estonian, Estonian sounds kind of like singing, like it was with Portuguese, that it sounds kind of like, uh, yeah, because we go up and down and, and it sounds kind of like singing. That's the that's the main stereotype. It, it isn't actually related very much to any emotion like that Estonian is like uh, angry or, or not or not or, or, or harsh sounding or that that I haven't heard. But I, I've also heard like fellow Estonians thinking that both Russian and German sound a bit harsh because, yeah, they have these many like in, in Russian, especially they have these many these these type of sounds and they use them a lot so yeah yeah i just remember uh like when i changed my host family in my exchange my second host family they were estonians and at that point i wasn't really able to speak finnish well and in the beginning i couldn't differentiate between estonian and finnish it just sounded the same and i always asked my like host my was like oh did you just speak finnish or was that estonian mm-hmm. <laughs> but at some point after like a couple of weeks i got the hang out of it and then like estonian was the thing that i didn't understand and i went like up and down with the voice you know um but yeah i think i'm a bit biased of speaking about like as how i perceive estonian because it's probably more like a finnish perspective but i think it sounds nice i like it I wanted to add that uh, I like Estonian as well, and I've um, and I've read somewhere, and I kind of agree with it, even even though it might sound a bit crazy, that uh, it has a, a, a Japanese tone to it. The, when you hear Estonian uh, people speaking, like the the words, they have nothing um, in common, but uh, I think just the way uh, people speak. I can see why uh, someone would make this this comparison. It's interesting. I uh, I hadn't thought about it. Me neither. But I don't think I agree. <laughs> to me, Estonian sounds really bouncy. Yeah, it does. But we talked about it. Already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything specific when you are learning 
a specific language was that something really hard like a complication something really hard to remember or understand um like there is this thing that in the roman languages like the subjunctive <laughs> isadora mm. knows it <laughs> they have it in portuguese too but they have it in french i had to learn it in french and it's like like a random change of the verb you know like randomly what was it like if somebody doesn't want something for example if you say he doesn't want was it like that he doesn't want and then you have to change the verb to a totally new form just because and like the the rules are really <laughs> complicated and it's really hard for everybody who doesn't have it in their native language <laughs> yeah i think they have it in italian too i think i'm not sure probably i would say that uh probably all the Roman languages have uh, the subjunctive. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> me, it's just very obvious because since I also have it in my language, like, okay, where would I use it in, in Portuguese? So that's where when I use it in, in French. But even in French, to me, uh, I used to think, before I started learning French, I used to think that we had, like, in Portuguese, we had the the most difficult grammar in the entire planet. <laughs> but then I started learning French and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so <laughs> much more complicated. <laughs> they have uh, they have some rules that to me as a as a Portuguese speaker, it makes absolutely no sense. Like um, sometimes you have to to add gender to verbs and to me, this was crazy, and uh, it's still something that I have to to think about a lot when I'm trying to say something or write something. Yeah, I think every language has their own like difficult spots. Like for example, Korean. It's like I used to think that Finnish was like so difficult, but then I learned Korean, and like the first problem is like the alphabet because like I learned it, but I'm still a lot faster with reading and writing in the like Latin alphabet and also like I don't know I just can't remember the words as well I think I'm probably like a visual learner so I see the word and I can remember it but if it's written in a different alphabet I just like can't remember it as well and the grammar is like so different it's like completely different also from Finnish and I think if I see it like that then Finnish would be a lot closer to all the like Indo-European languages and not Korean because a Korean is like it's like you know I learned like when I was there I learned like every week new grammar and we learned like so many new grammars and it was every time like a revelation that something like this could exist and I was like wow <laughs> yes it's a really different strange. system yeah yeah it's so different <laughs> but it's really cool but it's just uh, crazy how how strange the things can seem and then I like kind of start to understand it, but then something new comes and everything is thrown over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also thought about something else with French that to me was, and it still is super hard to, to remember is that they have, um, they have a bunch of sounds that uh, you pronounce uh, completely different from what you write and uh, just letters that you don't pronounce at all. Like you, you, you can have a wor uh, word that ends with uh, three uh, consonants and you don't pronounce any of them. <laughs> and, and to me, that's really difficult, especially when I'm, um, when I'm trying to write something in my head because I have to think about all the, the things that I don't say, but I still have to write. 
and uh, and coming from Portuguese, this is really difficult because Portuguese is a language where you pronounce every single letter that you write, every single letter in the world you're going to pronounce them. So I think it's it's much easier in this sense. Yeah, with French, I had French in uh, high school, and I think it took me and all of us about a year to even read <laughs> properly. <laughs> So, so all everyone's always complaining about that. <laughs> Why so many letters and you don't pronounce them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the similar thing with uh, Estonian that it is with Portuguese that we also pronounce every letter that we have in the word. Yeah, I realized that, and to me, that's that's awesome because uh, it, it's how it should be. If the letter's there, that's for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, previously mentioned with Korean, um, my sister is learning Korean. She's always complaining about how difficult it is to make these associations when learning new words. Yeah. So we talked about it. Like it's it's easy to remember that because of this, and to her, there's there's no association to be made. <laughs> you just have to yeah, learn it. Yeah, it's it's just like um they use like syllables and then they sound like completely different from every anything else and they all sound like Yang or uh, mm -hmm. I don't know Huang I don't know <laughs> and then like they just sound like something I don't know and then something there sometimes like I had I don't remember the words but there was like this one word with two syllables. And then if you put them the other way around, it was a different word. It was horrible to learn. And that happens all the time. And it's also like, I don't know. It's I also think the Korean pronunciation is pretty difficult sometimes because it's, it's different. Like, I think it's not that difficult to learn it the way that you will be understood, but it's difficult to learn it the way that you sound natural. Like almost nobody gets that. Like, no foreigner. It's, yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah. So when you learn or speak a language in this uh, international environment, uh, is it also possible to drift apart from your native language, like forgetting some words in the native language in your mother tongue, because you speak a lot of these other languages and you're in this other environment? Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, one of, uh, of 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 those people who thought that oh this is impossible like I'm never gonna forget my own native language this is impossible I'm never gonna forget that but then I I came here and I basically only use English and uh, and French and I realized that when I am uh, when I try to speak Portuguese and when I'm uh, uh, calling my mom or and I want to tell her something I cannot remember the words like. I feel like I feel like now I have the the vocabulary of a five year old in Portuguese. It's horrible. Yeah, poor you. Like I chat a lot with my uh, friends and family at home, and now I'm also at home. Like I realized that the vocabulary does. Like I don't have the very good vocabulary that I used to have, especially with like code switching all the time. I'm trying to curb that, but it's difficult. But it's, yeah, I think it's not as bad as with you, Isadora, nowhere near, but it's still a thing that does happen. But I mean, when you get back, you still, or if you do more in the language, you like remember it pretty easily. But yeah, I think the most 
important, yeah, the most important problem is like the code switching thing because I really do speak a lot of like we call it Denglish, like Deutsch, English, Denglish. We use that so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does take a bit of time to switch completely if you've been in this one environment when you're only communicating in English, and then you need to you you need to speak in your mother tongue again. And it's just for me. I've I've had times when I just I just feel like I I can't say anything then, not in English, not in my native language. <laughs> it's like just shutting up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just like a brain gets a bit confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that that already has happened to me where I'm trying to say something in Portuguese and I'm like, wait, how how do I say that? And then in my mind, I'm like, okay, so let me think about it in English to see if I can then uh, translate. And then I cannot remember in English either. <laughs> what's what's going on? You think that when you start learning languages, you're going to be able to speak a bunch of languages. But in fact, you're just forgetting everything. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had times like that, too. You just don't, you can't remember a name for that thing in any language. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, <laughs> it happens so much. <laughs> I use the like you know the way of speaking where you say like oh the thing and the thing you know I use it so much. <laughs> and it's uh, also interesting to talk about in what language do you guys think? In what in what language do you have your thoughts or if you talk to yourself in your head or out loud, whatever you, think... whatever's your thing, uh, what language do you use in your thoughts? It really depends on which situation I'm in. Like right now, I probably think in English, I'd say. But if I speak German and for a longer time, I probably uh, think in German. It's Yeah, but I, I actually um, also think in Finnish sometimes, but only if I speak it. But I think it's also interesting to see like uh, which language you dream in because like, have any of you ever had like dreams in different languages? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, it also depends. Like most of the time I, I think in English, but uh, if I'm doing something in French, like if I'm talking to someone or if I'm writing something and I'm, uh, and I'm thinking that I'm going to, to think in, in, in French. But what I find it uh, funny and and I heard about it somewhere I can't remember where is that uh, when you're doing uh, math you're always going to go back yeah. to your to your language and that's so true because when I count I always count in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really true. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, I've also had dreams in like in my in Latvian and English and also in German. Oh and really? I think uh, yeah and it for me it was like a milestone when I was learning German yeah. and then I had my first dream in German it's like this is a milestone <laughs> this really saying I know something. What you mean. but like sometimes it's really random because like I had I think when I was an exchange student in Finland I only ever had like one dream in Finnish mm. but then like at some point like I was back I had been back for like two years you know and then I randomly dream in Finnish and I woke up I was like why I hadn't even done anything and uh, like finished the days before I no, not even like uh, written a sentence to a friend or anything so I was just like how why I don't understand <laughs> it's really funny 
it, it happened to me uh, like many many years ago when I still didn't speak very good English that I I don't know why I still remember that but I I, I had a dream when I was talk when I was talking to uh, Obama and I remember <laughs> that he was speaking he was speaking Portuguese to me because since I couldn't speak English, he wouldn't speak English in my dreams. So he had to speak, uh, he had to speak Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's sometimes really strange. I once had a dream about a friend from school and I dreamt that she was speaking Swiss German, which is like a really strong accent. Like I can only understand maybe half of it or something if they have a strong accent, maybe less. And she was speaking that I was just like, why are you speaking Swiss German? She was like, oh, didn't you know, like the accent of one self language that changes throughout your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so strange. <laughs> and I really didn't really understand what she was speaking. It was so strange. <laughs> and do you do you think that we talked about that for for you for ourselves uh multilingualism is is a benefit and you get to learn about these cultures and and you get to experience world and you get to widen the the world view i'd say but from do you think that from a social standpoint is it seen as a benefit like in society yes definitely i would say because like you also get like all those you know benefits if you go to a job interview and you're just like oh i speak german english french i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> and it's also pretty practical if you go abroad with friends for example i was Uh, with a group of friends in Italy and one of them is half Italian so like she translated everything for us it was pretty practical <laughs> but um, yeah I would just say people think you're smart if you um, speak different languages yeah I agree with uh, with Ramona uh, and I would even uh, say that I think in uh, in places like Brazil where uh, where most people only speak Portuguese It's uh, it's even better to speak uh, other languages because I feel like here in Europe is very easy to to speak more than one language. I feel like everyone speaks more than one language, or at least like the young the younger generation speaks uh, a bunch of languages. But in uh, in a place so big and uh, that people are not uh, bilingual at all, I think it's uh, it's even more impressive. If you if you speak more than one language, hmm, that's true. Yeah. Now, lastly, I'd like to ask you guys: Do you have any future plans, future language plans? What do you want to learn more and master? I certainly would love to master my French and uh, be able to say, "Well, yeah, I speak uh, fluently." And uh, I have I have so many languages that I that I look and then I think oh my god I would just love to learn it, but I think that uh, <laughs> but I think uh, one language is that I will end up uh, learning one way or the other because I just love it so much is uh, is Italian. So uh, in the future when uh, when I have a, a level of a French that I'm comfortable with and that I feel like I can. Uh, maybe focus on something else. I would definitely love to learn Italian. 
yeah that's yeah italian i would also like to learn partly because both of my parents speak it and also because it's like close to germany and there are many opportunities to go there i've been there many times but um there was actually one language plan that i had before but it kind of it was really difficult to do i wanted to learn like you know the gaelic languages like scottish or irish or welsh something like that but there are no opportunities to learn them there like there are no real language courses just like once per week and if i went there to learn it i would have to have like a full week you know learning schedule so if i at some point have the opportunity to do that i would love to because they sound so cool um and otherwise i would like to learn like italian and romanian because romanian is super interesting because it's like a mix of like roman and slavic languages so like if i know a bit of russian and a bit of italian it would probably be a bit easier to learn than normal <laughs> that would be really cool that's cool Lang language people <laughs> okay so i'll wrap things up so thank you for being our guests isadora and ramona thank yeah, you so much for, for inviting us, us. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh we had a very interesting discussion here and I learned a lot about multilingualism and code switching and dreams that can be in different languages. I haven't had a dream in a different language, sadly, but that's a really interesting thing. And of course, uh, to the listeners, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.